Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Gentlemen, you are now in the matchup zone Sunday night here on Blog Talk Radio. Mike and Kevin coming to you an hour later just because of uh, scheduling conflicts. It's Sunday. It happens. Uh, show brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We are just a phone call away. 888-458-2928. Also integrated play in Renee Shaw, who is currently in Hawaii, living it up. 269-760-3857 if you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic fields. Also, Cross River Realty, specializing in off-campus housing at Temple University. They are also a full-service real estate company located in Philadelphia. Check them out at CrossRiverRealty.com, 267-460-5737. Oh, you're good. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show tonight. Crazy, crazy week uh, off the field in terms of professional sports this week. Uh, video comes out with Ray Rice. He uh, suspended and definitely cut by the Ravens since we last spoke. Uh, LaShawn McCoy in the tip. Uh, you, you got Adrian Peterson beating his kid with a switch. It's crazy. Like the, the, the amount of things that happened this week in football – it has been insane. I, I've never seen anything like that where it, it just kind of came to a head like that. Now, with all the pressure, you know, Hardy uh, from the Panthers was deactivated today. Uh, it's it's like it's insane what's going on with uh, what's going on right now with the NFL and off the field stuff, not even on the field. 51 arrests since January. That's insane. What 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 I think they have to, what I think they should though is just ha- have a zero tolerance policy. You mm-hmm. get a DUI, you're suspended. Uh, well, maybe like you get a DUI, you're suspended a year. Uh huh. Like just automatically suspended a year. Yeah, like state, get, stated yeah, rule. Stated rule. You get it if you get a DUI, you're suspended for the year. If you shoot yourself in the foot in a in a nightclub, suspended for the year. <laughs> any second offense of any kind of arrest or anything, Gone. you're banned for for life. Yeah. It, it's just it's out of control. These. I mean, who the hell does Adrian Peterson think he is that he can? Beat his kid like that. It's insane. Like, it's well, just, here's here's my thing, and this is don't, um, don't defend Adrian Peterson. No, I'm not defending yes, Adrian. Are. No, yes, I'm not. You're going to. I'm not defending Adrian Peterson. No, what I'm here it comes. What Choo-choo. I'm what I'm saying is like, <laughs> trains never late. Nope. Uh, uh, listen, I have a daughter, and I would never, I would never do, uh, you know, beat her or or hit her or anything like that. It's just not what I do. At the same time. Like, growing up, you get knocked around a little bit. You get smacked. Adrian Peterson got is is parenting the same way did he was taught. Did you ever get hit with a switch? No, but he did. 
And look, he turned out pretty good. Okay, well, okay, well, listen. Now, was Adrian Peterson hitting his son to make a point to discipline, or was he hitting his son to take out anger and frustration for his son being bad? No, that's a good point. He's hitting his son because he's angry, and he's angry at his son. He's not doing it at a teaching point or a teaching lesson, teaching lesson saying, okay, listen, you're going to get beat with a switch because I have to make a pointer. No, he's pissed off beyond belief at his kid for some reason, and he's beating him with a switch because yeah. he's angry at him. Yeah, not, but- to, not, to, not to punish him or to make, a, make it a teaching lesson. No, I understand, but I'm just saying this is what Adrian Potter, Peterson's father did the same thing. Well, Do you maybe, think he maybe, was teaching? No, he was pissed off at him. Exactly. So, right. But does that, does that make it right that Adrian Peterson now has to hit his, has to hit his kid with a switch? Did you, can't hit, did you see the wealth and stuff like that? Those pictures were a week old, by the way. Listen, I don't defend – Jesus. I don't defend, I don't defend anything that he's doing. I, I, but at the same time, like, he's – it's Adrian. It's there's so, many, there's so many there's so many just creeps in the NFL. Yeah, there are, and and I understand that. But at the same time, he's like, what? How many people beat their kids? And I'm not talking about beating because beating is like you're a really powerful spanking, like whoop on him with a belt, things like that. How many times that happens? And you, you can you can deny it. In this world, that happens all the time. And in, in, and especially when when we were growing up, and yeah, I, and when got, Adrian Peterson, belt. yeah, like it happened all the time. So for me, right, it's when like, I used to get the belt, Dad wasn't saying, "Listen, now this is why I'm going to give you the belt." No, he was so mad. I would lock myself in the room. He'd eventually get in my room and just beat me with a belt. Correct. Spank me with a belt. Correct. Because he was so pissed at me. Yeah, but I'm saying I I totally agree with that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not condoning it. But at the same time. It's happening all over the place, and yes, there there needs to be a stand. But here's my problem: is is there always has to take a stand when it comes to athletes? When Joe Joe John Dickhead goes and, and beats his kid with a with a switch, no one cares because it's not it's not a it doesn't matter. But when Adrian Peterson does it, he's in the spotlight. Now we're going to make a point. So, we're going to put we're going to put this out there, and we're going to and we're going to make a stink. So and, it's the same with the Lashawn McCoy tip. If that's some just yeah, that's uh, that's I can't even talk about that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, wait, I, so you're mad that he left the twenty cent tip? I'm mad that people are in his business, dude. Let me tell you something. No, no. Let me t- let me tell no. you. No. Now, would you? Okay, let's say you're not winning this. No, time. well, okay, I don't, ha- I don't have to win. <laughs> Let, let's say you go out to a restaurant. Yeah. Now, do you normally like? I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty good temper. I'll usually go a little. I'll go above twenty percent. Twenty percent is the minimum. Now, were you one of those guys? If you get horrible service and you have to ask for ketchup three times, you go, okay, they're, they're not getting, they're getting a ten percent or fifteen percent. Yeah. But dude, you, so you live your life judging, going there and going. Like what kind of curmudgeon are you going? I got to sit here and eat. Oh well, there's 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 a demerit because he was late with the ketchup. Sarah, mark that down. Okay, he was late with the ketchup for a minute. I had to ask him twice for a new spoon that fell on the floor. You know mark what? That uh, down. So you, you make it a friggin' hassle to go out to eat. Now, I go out to eat. I don't care if the service is shit or not. I pay. To, I give twenty percent. Now here's what I'm twenty percent. Okay. Here, the, I know when I go out to dinner, I have to add another twenty percent to whatever the bill is at minimum. I'm not sitting there going, oh, there's a demerit because he's late. I'm in my life by judging people that are in a restaurant. Now, okay. You now, sit there and you. No, you, I, I'm not. No, no. No, I'm de- <clears throat> I'm not a curmudgeon. I'm also I'm not ju- I'm not judging. But here's the thing: you are paid to perform a friggin' job. When it's your job to bring out service and you do a sh- a crap job of it, guess what? You're going to be affected. In any other workplace in the world, if you do a crap job, 
there's consequences. Why does the why in the world does the waiting staff of this world get so sensitive and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a waiter. Don't be a waiter. Yeah, but, like, yeah, what do we? Yeah, what do you yeah, want yeah, from yeah, us? Yeah, but people like you are going in there and looking for stuff. I'm not looking. No, I really don't look for stuff. Go, look, my look, my steak. So if your steaks if your steaks rare and you ask for a well, if you ask it for if you ask it for medium well and it comes out rare with blood all over the plate. No, I'll just send it back. Send it back. Okay, right. I would, that just, won't really just, affect here, it. Here's what I would do. If my service was horrible, right, and, and they were just – you had to wait, and it comes out, or whatever. It's just a horrible experience. I go to the manager. I'm still going to tip this one, but I'm going to go to the manager and be like, listen, dude, not for nothing. Why are you tipping the manager? Why are, not, not why are, you, tip, why are you tipping the, the because, crap Because I don't go there to judge every little thing that the server does. I, I, I go to a restaurant to enjoy myself, not to hand out the merits. And just sit there and critique the whole night. Like no. I don't want to, like you're living your life. That's 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 unwasted energy to live your life like. Okay, that. Okay, but I don't. Uh, here's my thing. When it's noticeable, now Lashawn McCoy has, and people have come, stepped up and said Lashawn McCoy. I, I don't understand how how in the world he tipped like that because he's been in my restaurant a thousand times and, and tipped well, fifty percent, forty percent. He's a great tipper. And here's the thing. I don't go in going. Okay, I, I, I'm the, like you. I go in saying it's uh, 20% is already added on the bill. However, if there's a shit waiter and they're doing a bad job, they're, gonna get, they're, they're not going to get that 20% because they're not doing their job. This country, there's too many people trying to sneak by and just do things that, like half-assed. There's too many people unemployed right now. It, it, like, we were in, we're in a recession, and you have people lazily doing your job, hey, and it happens all over. Here's what I, I want to ask. I, if, I, if I could ask LaShawn McCoy something, I said, I said, dude, what satisfaction do you get out of, what satisfaction do you get out of leaving 20 cent tip? Like, do your buddies and you get a kick out of it on the way but home? Like, no, but, like, how long afterwards are you going, dude, that, that felt so great? Like, why? But there's, what satisfaction does a person get when – what satisfaction how does big like, can the service be? Okay, what like satisfaction does, does a boss get when he like fires someone for not doing a good job? He doesn't get any satisfaction. You don't do a job, you get fired. Yeah, That's yeah, oh, but, this is our country. How, this is the world how, we live in. How bad can the service be for you to leave the twenty? Listen, they, from from what I've heard about I've that never, place, I've never, dude. I'm older than Sean McCoy. Mm-hmm. I'm 15 years old or whatever I am. I've been in restaurants my whole life. I've never had service where I go. Dude, I'm leaving a friggin' twenty percent tip. From what I've read about this place, it, the food's good, but it's all like a bunch of trendy kind of people, and they're they're lazy. They just sit there and hang around. They don't really serve you. Like they're 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 lazy. They don't do the job that they're supposed to do. And they, it's it's one of those high priced burger places where they you know the, the money's coming in anyway. And here's the thing: first of all, Lashawn McCoy's making twelve million. What the frig you going to, what's he going to a friggin' burger joint for? Go to go go to Morton's. No, how about that? Because he just, won, he just won, he just won a hammer. I'm going to Five Guys. Okay, so Five Guys, Five Guys is five. It's ten dollars for your entire meal. This place was obviously more than that. Yeah, he probably had nine of his buddies with him. He had four. There was three of them. All right, so there was three of them. Sixty. It says twenty bucks a pop. Okay, so twenty bucks a pop. Now that's that's what I'm saying. Twenty bucks a pop. Five Guys is ten bucks a pop. So that's cheap. This place is like a higher end uh, compared to your he's your place, Zimberg. Shady, Shady's a creep. No, he's not. Yes, he is. All the stuff floating around now about him, how the thing on the bus with the girl. He's a creep. He's a bad. No, listen, this is the this is the whole my whole dude, point, dude. If the guy sucked, if this was Heath Sherman, you'd be going, oh, he's a bad dude because he's Shady McCoy. No, he's, no, he's no, a no, great running back. That's not even. That's honestly, that's not even it. He's an he's an athlete. It's the the problem is that he he goes through life 
under the spotlight. So yes, he can't yes, do anything. Yes, yes, but guess what, Kev? That's a trade-off you get from making $12 million a year. I would like to go through life scrutiny and everybody scrutinizing everything I did if I made $15 million a year. I wouldn't care. How about that? About- if I knew if I was in the public eye, if I knew I was in the public eye, right, okay, if I knew I was in the public eye, I'd say, okay, I'm going to leave a 20% tip. But I'm going to go talk to the manager. Okay, here's what here's, you just can't do this. Stuff here's what I'm saying. How about we scrutinize that waiter who obviously sucked, and that restaurant who obviously sucked? Why don't we? Why is that? Why do they not get scrutiny? Because they don't they don't know how to fucking. Or, so sorry, I'm I I dropped the f bomb there. So they don't have know how to freaking run a run a four two forty. So suddenly Lashawn McCoy is set to a higher standard because yes, he's he, an yes, athlete. Yes, he is set to a higher standard. You know why? Because no. he's, he's a celebrity. He's in the public eye. But Nobody knows not... how a PYT waiter is. That's I've never I'm heard saying. of PYT. So why is this guy acting like PTI? I've never, I've never heard of Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> I've never heard this place before in my life. I've never heard of it. Have you? Me I neither. Really no. PYT. Everyone's going PYT. I'm going. But I'll uh, never go there again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but you know what, though, honestly, like, you have to understand, like, if you're Ray Rice, like, guys like that, and Adrian Peterson, and everybody, you're in the public eye. Like, you just can't do stuff that you and I can do. Correct, but you that's... You just can't do it. You have to be smarter than that. You're making $12 million a year. But here's my thing. It's, is, is every... Whenever something like this happens, all the scumbags and all the, all the weekend warriors come out, and suddenly their, their shit don't stink. Because they're going through and they're telling everyone that they're the greatest thing in the world and, and, and just coming down on every human being other than them because they do things that maybe they haven't done. When really, who, like, no one's, because the thing is, they're safe to not be scrutinized. When, when you have celebrities like you and I going through, we can't. We can't, Dude, we can't go anywhere. No, we can't, I know. Seriously. If, if you or I, that's why you leave a 25% tip, because if kidding, you didn't, man. it would be people all over Twitter. That's right. Oh, my God. But that's what I'm saying. Like, people, they, no one else gets judged. I understand when you're, when you're making the money you're making and when you're in the public eye, you need to do a certain, live by a certain set of standards. But at the same time, if the service was bad and, and uh, a guy who makes $2 million, $3 million a year on, on, in the center city Philadelphia – comes in, does the same thing, has the same crap uh, service, mm-hmm. and leaves the same tip, no one cares. But he's making the, that same well, money. Why is he let me, not? Let me ask a question. Because Sean McCoy can run a 4 2 40. Let me ask you a question. I don't think he would. I need to look at this 40 not, time. Not it's not 4 2. Let me ask you four, a question. 4 4. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So Peyton Manning's never had horrible service? Dip it. That's not. See, maybe he has it. Maybe he has I, it. I find that a little now, hard. Wh- now, how many times has Sean McCoy had crap service? You've never heard of this happen before. So maybe, just maybe, this is what I'm and saying. And to leave his card there because they know it's him. Well, first of all, LaShawn, you're in friggin' Philadelphia. I think people know who you are. You're yeah. going to leave your card and say, LaShawn McCoy. Like, I, I kind of think people know who you are. He just, he's just arrogant. Like, all the stuff he says, like, he's just a, he's a creep to me. See, I, don't, I, I totally disagree. I, I, and I'm not saying it because it's not Heath Sherman. I'm saying it because I think a, a, an athlete goes in, they're, they're entitled to live their lives like the rest of us. No, they're not. Yes, they no, are. They're not. They're, no, because they're not. In, in certain situations, yes, there's going to be there's going to be times, but at the same time, you, there's people. I mean, how? And what Ray Rice did is deplorable, and we'll talk about how Horrible the NFL too. handled it because because that was a joke. But you know, going through this whole thing, Ray Rice and and Adrian Peterson and and Lashawn McCoy, they're all held to these standards. And yes, I agree. 
that they, they do need to be taken a little more seriously. However, at the same time, why is it, how many criminals are there that are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, you know, stealing money, cheating on their wives? How many, look at Donald Sterling. What Donald Sterling lived, smacking, smacking people around, doing, doing what he did. If he wasn't the owner of the Clippers, no one would care. That's my thing. Well, that's the point. But that's that, what's the point? the point? The point is, no one, everyone does. That athletes because, are not allowed to no, do anything. No, dude, you, have, you just have to be smarter. When you're in the you, public eye, you have to be smarter. I understand and you have to be smarter. Sometimes you have to smarter. swallow your pride and say, you know what? This is going to get all over the news. Um, let me ask you a question. Let's say the same thing happened to you. Would you leave a twenty percent? Would you leave a twenty cent tip? If the same thing happened to me, no. I probably. I mean, I don't know what twenty twenty percent twenty cents is like a very odd tip to leave. I I probably wouldn't leave a good tip here, and here's why. Okay, so you'd leave like a fifteen percent tip, maybe. Maybe ten, maybe fifteen. That's yeah. fine. And that's fine. That's fine. That proves a little point. Like you know what, the service needs to be picked up a little bit. You're not leaving twenty cents though. If Lashawn McCoy left a twenty, or if it, if he left a ten percent tip, people are going to go, yeah, he's cheap, he's cheap, he's cheap. But you know what? Then it's a little justified. Well, you know what, the service was horrible. Like I, I just couldn't leave a twenty percent tip. Now, but to leave twenty cents, no, leave not leave nothing. And here's another thing: twenty cents is just a slap in the face. The Ray Rice thing, the, you know, everyone saw what went went what went down. We don't know the the backstory. We we saw what went down. The Adrian Peterson, you see the welts, you kind of saw what went down. LaShawn McCoy, you have no idea. All you know is this receipt. You have no idea what was no, said, no. what was talked about. This this owner came out, had three different stories. Who but knows what? I kind of like what the owner did though. He stuck up for his. He stuck up for his. Employees. Okay, okay. Here's the, okay. Here's the owner is a piece of garbage, and I'll tell you why. Don't tell me. Because, can't wait to hear it. Because instead of him going, oh, you know what, bud? Sorry about this. Here, here. Let me let me pay you what what would be an appropriate tip for sixty four dollars. Here's twenty percent. You know no, I'm gonna you know bl- I'm gonna blow How it you know up. Didn't? How do you know Lashawn McCoy? How do you know what happened with Lashawn McCoy? He's a creep. See, this it's is track record. So this guy, instead of going through and saying, "Here you go, bud. Here's the money," he goes through and he, he no, doesn't. He's stuck up for he his doesn't waiter. open his wallet. He just opens his mouth. He's stuck up for his waiter. Stuck up for his waiter? How? He's on there going. He's a great server. This and that. Like no, he's not. He but he already said. That, but then he came out and said that he screwed up the order like three times and stuff. He's not a great, great waiter. He screwed up the order. The cooks did. He did. He brought. He he forgot to he forgot to call, uh, get the appetizer. He forgot to bring it over. Oh, but there's an appetizer too. So, is, what do you think that bill? How much? Let's re-round this uh, this whole bill up. Yeah, what is it? Ten dollar appetizer. But, fifteen dollars a fifteen dollars a head. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't care. I, I just don't. I just don't go to a restaurant with the connotation saying I'm going to judge every and neither move do this I. guy makes. So and I, I don't think I don't I, care if it's bad service, good service, great service. If it's, look, I'm more inclined if it's great service to leave more than if it's bad service to leave less. Like I'm always going to leave twenty percent. I just feel I feel like a creep if I don't. I feel like. But, I don't know. but here's and I can never go back in a place like if I left like a horrible tip I can never go back there. Well, I agree with that because it could probably spit in your food. But here's my thing: is this like you can't go through like everyone? I my that's what I, annoys me about restaurant workers is all these restaurant workers come out of the woodwork and they're just like oh what a scumbag and like here's the here's the problem like you are you have a job to do you're chose to be a waiter where you get two dollars an hour and then whatever tips you make you chose that profession so if you're not good at your profession and you're not getting good tips then there's a problem with what you do do. i do have a problem with people who are in like who earn money off of tips that are just miserable like like we went golfing a couple weeks ago and they the the car girl was there Uh uh-huh right now look if you're nice if you're nice, if you're a car girl, if you're if you're nice to me and you're a car girl, 
right? I'm going to give you a nice tip. She was miserable. It's like, dude, you come out to a foursome of dudes. You're, you're a nice-looking girl. All you have to do is be friendly. All you have to do is be friendly, and, we'll give you a, and I'll give you a nice, Why, wow, she tip. wasn't friendly? She was miserable. Why? I, I have no idea why she was miserable. But, like, you earn, you're making money off of tips. Like, kissing so much ass. Oh, look, no, that's a nice, that's a nice bag. And just anything. Like, just be friendly. Be friendly. Yeah. Be friendly. I, t- I totally agree. We got uh, I, I now we can't know for sure because it's a similar number, but from from what I think, could it be? Oh boy, I hear that voice. Is it is it him? Is it Elwood? Of course, I thought. Here, oh, Elwood. I, Elwood, I got something what? for you. What do you got? Let's hear it, Eagles boy. Finally, the Rock has come back. Oh. Harry is Elwood from Indiana. We get the call with Andrew with the with Luck and the Colts. Yep, the, the Eagles invading Lucas Oil last night. Oh, it's oh, it's going to be. No, no, yeah, Elwood. You know, you hear something funny. You hear something funny. You hear something funny. I'm listening to talk radio in Philly the other day, and these guys are like idiots. Like they're all going. Um, and uh, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Andrew Luck. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And I'm listening to radio. They're not waiting in Philly. Because I've got some buddies in Philly, and they're, oh, Andrew looks, he ain't going to win. He looks funny. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because you can't be an effective quarterback if you're a little bit homely. You know, uh, you know good grief. <laughs> no, the, no, mean, these, no, these, not these, to be unpolitically correct or mean, but the first two years Peyton was here, we called him the Down Syndrome kid. You know, I mean, I, I don't think looks have too much to do with the uh, whole uh, quarterback. Yeah, but, yeah the, the, so, these people here are saying, like, and oh, then the guy was then the guy was rattling off all these quarterbacks with higher quarterback ratings. Like, dude, like he he he's he's a top he's easily a top five quarterback and probably closer to three. Oh, he's like Peyton Manning, but actually athletic. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know what's funny, Elwood? I I read I was going online and just reading this article about Andrew Luck. You know, he's coming to you know we're going to Indianapolis and the Eagles are playing him, so he got a little more press. There was a great article. He's like a freak of nature. He runs like a four five forty. He's yeah. he, like got a he, cannon. He's six four two twenty five. He's got a cannon. He's incredibly intelligent. Like he's the prototypical. Like when you say oh, yeah. I need a quarterback, like it's like I want a guy like Andrew Luck. He does, and he speaks German. I mean, anyone who oh, speaks wow. German oh. can't be all bad. You know what though? He, maybe he should but, call uh, the plays in German and really throw the Eagles off. Oh, he. How would, do you say? How do you say hut in German? I don't know. I don't speak German. He does. He's you know I. Uh, but um, no, really, guys, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm going to this game because I've got a lot of friends from Philly, and I just like want to be there when they lose. You know? <laughs> now, 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 Elwood, I'll be honest. Okay, I'm watching football all day today. The Eagles aren't on, so I'm watching all the games. And I'll be honest, as an Eagles fan, I'm pretty excited. I mean, everybody thought Seattle was invincible. They get they get thirty thrown up on them today. Well, mm-hmm. um, I know. You know, the 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 uh, the Giants stink. The uh, the oh, Falcons the Giants, look like. They're horrible. The Falcons don't look like they're any good. Oh, they're awful. I the, know. Uh, who's the other NFC team that uh, the Packers are beatable? Uh, New Orleans is zero. New Orleans is zero two. Like as an Eagles fan, I'm pretty happy today. 
Oh, now, yeah. Of course, I don't think the now, of course, if we go there game. tomorrow night and get beat by 30, then I'm back to being... Well, you know, uh, what made me feel good is that game with Peyton. If Luck would have actually had a few weapons, he'd have had that Denver game won there in the last 15 minutes the way he does. But, I mean, they were just... I don't know what went wrong with that team in Denver. They had themselves beat. They couldn't beat Peyton in Denver, I, which beats me. It'd be a lot, you know... But I cannot wait to see this game. And everyone in Indy's kind of still got a little animosity from them booing, you know, Austin Collie's near lifeless body. You know, oh, so yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, there's still a little hatred here over that. I think <laughs> I think when you don't play a team very much, it all just gets like that's, put on hold for four or five years. Do you play them that's again? A good, that's a good <laughs> point. I mean, you, you kind of have those. You know, the Philly fans have have obviously earned a reputation, but then you have that. That animosity that's been kind of sticking there for for a while, and now that for the a Eagles, while, yeah. and you know the Eagles last year kind of they, they I, I feel like they're the kind of team this year that a lot of people just want to knock out and knock down because they they go through and they went last year on this kind of huge run and everyone's everyone's now they're the new they're the new next big thing and suddenly it's 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 well, pretty interesting. We've had a, we've had to really build this dynasty up since '84, and we're really starting to get to be a dynasty. I mean, you see Colt stuff everywhere. You know, people write the shoe on stuff. You know, for the horseshoe, and they're starting to get to be a lot of traditions. And I mean, it's starting to get to be a real team. You know, it's not that team that came from Baltimore. It's the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, and it's starting to change now. I, because, like, with the Eagles, it's kind of our little four-year rivalry there. So it's it's fun to get all these traditions and stuff because, you know, I didn't grow up with a football team. So it's kind of mm-hmm. fun to watch all this evolve, you know. I've, no, I'm, I'm lucky in my lifetime. I've got to see Butler become a basketball powerhouse in my lifetime mm-hmm. from absolutely nothing, and I got to watch the Colts come here and become a powerhouse from nothing. So it's it's neat. It's a fun experience. Now, now what's going on with the Colts running game? Uh, it needs a lot of work. I mean, the, the Colts need to get the running game. Trent Richardson has got to start doing what Trent Richardson does. You know, he was great in training camp, and then you get him in that game. I mean, he could have been pivotal in that game with Denver. The Colts got to get a few people performing. I mean, Reggie Wayne's got to come back to the old Reggie Wayne. They've let a few people go. I don't think they should have let go. Trent Richardson wasn't the second coming. There's a lot of stuff they need to work on. The running game is a big factor, but I think everything they need to work on is fixable because they've got Andrew flipping luck. You yeah, know, when now, you've got a quarterback like that, you can do anything. I never realized how important the quarterback was until 2011 when Peyton was out, and the mm-hmm. whole thing went oh, like yeah. a game. And yeah. I never realized the quarterback was that important. You know, well, we'll just get Kerry Collins. Get off the couch, Graybeard. Come be a quarterback. Oh, jeez. Yeah. when they had Graybeard in there. And um, so, yeah, Colts running game needs work. Trent Richardson needs work. Reggie Wayne's got to perform. There are lots of things they need to do, but it's all doable. You know, Andrew Luck was on TV. I know this is cliche, talking a Super Bowl run, but I never thought I'd even be considering it in all honesty. You know, so it's going to be a good season, guys. I think this Eagles game is going to tell us a lot because that, I hated our first real game was with Peyton in Denver. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough way to open. This yeah, is still, tough. you know, Peyton's town. Yeah, it's a tough way to open. Yeah. And people are actually starting to say his name again, and the animosity is starting to go down. You know, it's not <laughs> Eli Manning's older brother, Children's Hospital, instead of you know, or, So, probably if you don't know, we have now, the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital here. Now, our our RG three man, if if you're if you're the Redskins, Kirk Cousins comes in and puts up. Right. They lose they lose to Sean Jackson. RG three. Kirk Cousins comes in. When did when when did RG three go out of that game? 
Was it early? Pretty much, I think. Yeah, it I was didn't early. watch it that It was early, yeah. But Kirk Cousins game. comes in and puts in for, puts up forty one. Right. I mean, I mean, if if you if you if you're RG three now dislocated an ankle, I've never heard of that, but I have to believe you're at at least four to six weeks. Yeah. I would think. Well, and don't you guys think RG three kind of got lumped in with all the greatness? I mean, he was in that class that the, the class, stars yeah. shined on, and I think he got a lot of unnecessary harp. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I think he too got kind of. That was just an amazing year of talent that came out. You know, yeah. it's I always likened it to that year West Point had in like the late 1800s when they had like Sherman and Grant. I forget. I mean, West Point had this like stellar year of generals. Mm-hmm. I think we had that that year with RG three and Andrew. Luck and I forget all of them, but you know the next year. Russell like, Wilson or Russell Wilson? Yeah, I've heard there's several. If you go through that list, Nick Foles, it, it, disproportionately <laughs> high. And then the next year, everybody's like, "Well, this isn't impressive." I'm like, "You got spoiled last year." You know, so I think RG3 isn't the second coming, but I've said that from the day one. But you know what? Yeah. You just can't be a running quarter. Like you just can't. You gotta if be the, the first. The first yeah, right. Like if the first option isn't there, you can't tuck the ball and run. Like you watch right. guys like you watch guys like Aaron Rodgers today, and Andrew Luck. Like they go through their pr- progressions, and then the le- very last option is to maybe run if they don't throw the ball out of bounds. Well, a- Andrew Luck knows how to win a game in the last fifteen minutes. You know, Peyton Manning could do it, and Andrew Luck could do it. I mean, if he would have had a f- one. One more touchdown, he would have had that thing, I think, sewed up or tied in Denver. I mean, that that game when he just grabbed the ball, jumped over everybody and won it. I mean, Andrew Luck oh, yeah. can get yep. the job done. Well, I think RG3 would be. Forty, what will we do? <laughs> so, you know, I just think Andrew's just the bomb, but I, I, you know me. <laughs> no, yeah, well. Listen, oh, we got to run. We got another car on the line, but check back in with us next week, and we'll uh, yeah, see who, we'll see who's bragging uh, a week. Yeah, from I'll tonight. try. Yeah, hit me up on the Facebook because I don't do okay. the whole internet radio thing like I used to. But yeah, I miss talking to you guys. So I know we, we miss you to too, talk bud. About. All right, man. We'll talk, we'll talk to you during the week on Facebook. All right, buddy. See you then. Have a good night. Oh, there it was. That's what, yeah, he's the back. Return of the Elwood. return of Elwood. It was it was a great call. I'm I'm glad he's 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 back. I uh, had a feeling with the Colts with the Colts, yeah with the Colts with, with the Colts uh, the Eagles rolling into uh, Indy tomorrow night. I had a feeling that call might be coming. That, yeah, that train's never late. So he, he Elwood back in uh, back in the action now. We have a we have a, a guest joining us right now. Um, Chris O'Keefe is a uh, he's a brewer brewer of beer. He's also one of the most knowledgeable people we uh, we know about mm-hmm. about beer and. Wanted to have him come on, talk a little bit about it. We have the great pumpkin face-off coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, wanted to come in, have him talk a little bit about, you know, A, because Mike and I right now, are, are have, we have a big, tall pumpkin in front of both of us. We're, we're housing those as we, as we go through in studio tonight. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what people would, w- might want to drink, uh, you know, fall Oktoberfest. So we figured we have an expert come on. Chris, how are you? Hey, hey, doing fine. How are you? Good, good. We're, we're, we thank you for for uh, joining us tonight and and talking a little beer. Now, Mike and I are, are throwing back some pumpkins. Now, I know we 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 had this contest last year. Pumpkin won it. You and know, landslide. Listen, that no, wasn't a landslide because I, I voted. I had I had pumpkin second, and I had uh, dark 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 of the moon. Elysian Elysian dark of the moon came first, but. This is a good, it's a good beer. It's uh it's definitely got that sweetness to it. Now, 
Chris, for for a guy, now we'll get into other beers in a little bit. For for a guy who might enjoy a pumpkin beer, what do you what do you look for, and and what do you suggest for those average drinkers out there? Well, um, it, it it's there's so much to talk about because there's so many of them out there. Um, I guess a big thing to pay attention to. I kind of go for the more well-established breweries that have been doing it for quite some time because just about everybody and their brother is going to make a pumpkin beer this time of year. <laughs> so I, uh, so yeah, the, uh, the, the pumpkin, uh, that you were drinking is fantastic. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of the dog fish head, uh, pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent beer. One, probably one of my favorites. Um, uh, generally I tend to see a lot of them have similar flavors. I mean, there's a, basically the process of making them is some people use pumpkin, but just about everybody's using a combination of, cinnamon, nutmeg, all spice, and different spices like that. So you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting similar flavors. So I, I, knowing that that's kind of the landscape, I kind of pay attention to ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, pumpkin being one of the stronger ones, dogfish head being kind of middle of the road, and then there's a lot that are more like the 5% range. So you can kind of tailor uh, you know, what, what, what kind of beast of a beer you want to drink that night. <laughs> yeah, p- pumpkin, pumpkin is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. Can, Mike's already halfway half, halfway done. He'll be slurring his words. Over, take, over take over this interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 getting to that. It's about that time. Well, especially because I don't drink a lot. Yeah, you don't. I don't. I don't really drink a lot, but I like the I like the pumpkin beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I can't tell you last time I had a beer. It might have been last time last year. Last, when we did, last great pumpkin yeah, face off. That's funny. that. There's no way that's true. Kev, I don't. I really don't. I mean. You know, it's funny. I, I'm at a birthday party today, and I opened the guy's fridge. He's like, yeah, I had a beer or something there, and I got a water. But I saw the pumpkins, and it kind of just, I said, you know what? Is this where you got them from? No, no, no. I, I, went, to, uh, I, I went to Wegmans there. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Now, Chris, uh, have you ever brewed? Have you ever, I know you're, you do a lot of home brewing stuff like that and, and getting, you know, big into the brewing. Have you ever brewed a pumpkin beer? Uh, yes, uh, last year with a friend we did a little collaboration. Uh, did a did a pumpkin beer together. Um, it was fun. It, it was uh, we we tried to do it about as as kind of true to the style as, as we could. So we actually went out and bought. Um, I think I got two baking pumpkins, and we actually oh, nice. we we you know cut cut them in half. We uh, kind of uh, put them on a baking sheet, actually put them in the oven, uh, for a good, like hour and a half and got them all nice and caramelized. And then we ended up throwing that into the mesh, which is basically the, uh, the kind of soupy grain, uh, water mixture that's used to convert starches into, uh, sugars. So we, we mm-hmm. threw that in there know, knowing that pumpkin itself is, is, uh, has some sugars in it. So we, we threw it in there trying to extract some, some of the sugar out of the uh, pumpkin. Um, and then at the end of the boil, and this is what I think the majority of the professionals are doing, is they're throwing in a combination of spices, you know, allspice, nutmeg, pumpkin spice. So we did mm-hmm. that towards the end of our, our uh, you know, the, the brew boil. And um, just to, because if you're throwing it towards the end, you're getting a nice uh, flavor and aroma that's going to be uh, come across in the final product. So we ended up doing that. And then, um, yeah, just going from there. And it was, it came out great. It was incredibly aromatic. I mean, it, Basically smelled like a pumpkin pie, so it's easy to drink and pretty delicious. <laughs> now, now, what what goes if you can talk to our audience a little bit? What goes into brewing your own beer? I mean, how long does it take? Like, how how do you know you have 
how do you know you have all the right ingredient, the right amount of ingredients and stuff like that? Like I, I have no idea what goes into brewing a beer or drinking one apparently. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's um, and it's pretty easy. I mean, the, the 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 general philosophy that I've always been told by most homebrew shop owners and and, and books is that if you can you know, if you can make easy mac and cheese, you can make beer. It's really not that hard. Um, what <laughs> puts me out. <laughs> Mike's out. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, I was I was doing what's called extract brewing, which is basically, I tend to think of that as the equivalent of going to the grocery store, buying the brick of orange juice concentrate, and just making it that way. You're, you're essentially using uh, syrups and, and uh, powders and adding it to water and then adding hops in. Uh, pulling it down to a specific range, putting it into some sort of a fermentation vessel like a carboy or a bucket, adding yeast, and then letting it go for about mm, one to two weeks. Um, so you're basically, you're, you can be drinking a beer in about three weeks within making it. Wow. Um, as, I, as I got more into the hobby, I kind of wanted to analogously, uh, instead of you know doing the uh, orange juice concentrate, I wanted to essentially you know make my own OJ, so to speak. So instead of... Oh, yeah. Instead of using extracts, I started using actual grains, um, where you're you're you get a much wider variety of the kind of flavors and uh, complexities that you can get out of the beer, mm-hmm. and um, they started doing it that way. So instead of just simply having a kettle and putting stuff into it, I was uh, doing a mash, which is when you take these grains, expose them to a very specific uh, uh, range of uh, temperature range of water. Um, and then the naturally present enzymes in the grain will convert uh, the starch in the grain to sugar. Uh, you rinse that um, into a kettle, and then you, you boil it, and then it's pretty much just brew day as usual, just boiling it for about an hour, adding hops in, uh, cooling it down, adding uh, yeast, and then just letting it kind of do its thing. So wow. uh, pretty easy process. But, yeah, in, in general, it's it's kind of not that difficult. You just need to be regimented about uh, cleaning, uh, making sure everything's sanitized after uh, the boil cools down, and uh, uh, just monitoring temperature. That's probably the biggest part. Now, Chris, like, so a, a three-week process is is you know when when you can do it pretty quick. Now, what and this sure. is this is this is why I I wanted to to brew, but I'm just like. I feel like I would screw it up. I brewed like using like a kit, you know, one of those things, like kind of, you know, like you talked about using the orange juice concentrate. I kind of brewed using one of those, and it took three weeks or like four weeks, and it w- and it sucked. It was terrible, and I'm I was like I, that was just like all right, well I'm probably not going to do that again because I was it just it, it I, I went through and I was like oh it's going to be awesome it's going to be awesome it's going to be awesome and then it was terrible and I was like all right what did I you know I I don't really know what I'm doing yet. But it, it's like something that I, you know, I drink beer. I, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a beer connoisseur. If I, hopefully, I would think so. So, now, does does that ever get discouraging when you kind of go through? And have you ever made like a batch that you're like, oh, that's not that good? And how does that not discourage you and say you're like, okay, let's back to the drawing board? Yeah. Well, to start, yes, I've made uh, several bad batches of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think the beginning of the hobby. It, it, there are so many basic basic uh, facts but that you really just need to get into your in, in into your head i mean the biggest one is sanitation i did i think the mistake i was making and a lot of beginners do is just not being as regimented about it like making mm-hmm. sure everything that the beer touches uh outside of the kettle is clean and sanitized and i'm pretty sure i was not doing that so the first couple of beers i did tasted 
oh, just imagine a great pale ale fermented in garbage can. That's pretty much what it makes it like. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible. Um, but it got better over time. And, you know, with every new beer I was doing, even maybe if I wasn't too crazy about the flavor, there was something about it that I liked. And, and usually I would bring in beers to homebrew shop owners or um, I go to a, a uh, where I live in Westchester, there's a local uh, homebrew club called Buzz where you can take your beers into and, and you'll, you'll get really honest feedback and someone will say, hey, this this is a great beer, but you fermented it at too high a temperature or something went wrong with uh, you know your, your bitterness calculation or whatever it may be. So w- with every beer I make that, you know, maybe if I'm not happy, usually you can learn something from it. So it's, it's at least... It gives you inspiration for for the next batch. You know, if one's not good, you can always uh, improve upon it the next time. That's pretty cool. I mean, just just kind of seeing how I don't know. Like you said, you know, I just I don't know. I maybe I just don't. Have, I have patience, and I know kind of, but I just I don't know. With with that, I feel like I would screw it up. And there, I've two my I don't know my I've two, my daughter would get in there, and then. I, like I really want to start with her arm. Yeah, like start with her arm and be like, "Daddy beer," and I just be like, "Well, that's that's three weeks of my life. I'll never now, get back." Now, now Chris, let, let's say let's say you're going you go to a liquor store, okay? You go to you know your what what kind of beer? What, what's your beer of choice if you're buying it in in a store? Well, I am. I guess I'm what you could call a hophead. I just love anything with a lot of hops in it. So I go for more of the IPAs of the world. Um, Mm-hmm. Pale ale, double IPA, yep, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I, I, I am also a really big fan of the idea of you know kind of drinking the local beer, mostly because I, I just, in addition to being a kind of a snob about hoppy beers, I just like beers to be really fresh. So mm-hmm. um, my mentality when I go into pretty much any beer distributor or whatever it may be is just you know trying to find a date on on the beer, um, making sure it's fresh. Um, if it's you know if that's appropriate, some beers. Uh, benefit from aging, but the majority of the hoppy ones I like, you want to drink those as fresh as you can. So that's usually my uh, my mo when I'm walking into a beer distributor is find find something hoppy and find something fresh. <laughs> now, what would you rank uh, your probably your top beer that you that you've tried? I know I have a few that I've tried that I'm like, wow, that was phenomenal. What would you rank as as being your top beer that you've ever tried? I've ever tried to. Um, Kind of going along the vein of the big hoppy beers of the world, I'd probably have to say uh, one called Pliny the Elder. It's a – unfortunately, you, I, I've been lucky. I work for a company that has a branch in uh, California, so I've been able to go over there and, and find it, but it's incredibly hard to find on the East Coast. It's made by a company called Russian River out okay. of uh, Santa Rosa, California. Um, who do these world-renowned sour beers, and then they also have their their big flagship double IPA, Pliny the Elder, which is just the most hop-forward beer I think I've ever had. And it's, it's, I just think it's perfect. <laughs> wow, that's pretty. Cool. I mean, because I know there's there's the really obscure ones. I know even with founders like KBS, and uh, oh, that's yeah. that's like one. I, I I remember getting a bottle of it. A friend of mine. I was up in Vermont and I brought him home a uh, a growler of uh, Hill, Far- Hill Farmstead, and oh, yeah. That, yeah. which I, I'm a big fan of. And I went up there, brought him a growler home, and he got me uh, a few KBSs. So I was pretty psyched about that, and I'd never tried it before. So that was pretty pretty exciting to kind of have that go. And I remember yeah. thinking, I, I, well, Hill Farmstead, I, I had like a, I'm trying to think of what it was called, uh, 
but it was it was probably one of the best beers that I've ever had. I was it was just perfectly done, and like you said, it was fresh. Mm. Like it was poured right there. I drank it right there. It was it was it was just awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I I can't agree more. I was uh, I was lucky enough to go right to the actual pub at, at Russian River, and you know they poured it right from. Um, it was either a keg or just the bright tank, which is essentially where the beer clarifies, and it was just. Like someone opened a fresh bag of hops and just, you know, the aroma just exploded. <laughs> wow. Transcended, you know, it's just one of those euphoric moments drinking a beer. You're just, just every, everything about it, all the senses, you know, it hits it. <laughs> so Yeah, that's, re- that's really cool. Now, kind of going along with the fall and in the summer, you have your summer beers and stuff like that, but... Listen, I'm I'm the kind of like during the summer I'm trying to watch my figure, and when when I get in the when I get in the fall I'm like all right I'm I don't really need to I, I don't need to pop my shirt off so I'm gonna probably drink you a little. Don't need to do that in the summer either, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I don't I need to find like a beer that's a little heavier and stuff like that. Now, what do you suggest for for a good fall beer? Uh, you know, pumpkin. We can talk pumpkin beer. We can talk uh, Oktoberfest beers. Anything like that? What do you suggest for a good pumpkin beer that you've had that you that, that's probably pretty readily available for the people out there? Um, I think my well, the, uh, the the southern tier pumpkin that you're you're drinking, I think is mm-hmm. I, I, I probably rank that as being the top one of the top two to three that are available. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one that I kind of go for the most is the the dogfish head uh, pumpkin or pumpkin, yes. as they call it. Um, it, it, both in terms of availability, I mean, I, I don't have too hard a time finding it, but it, I just think it's just a bit easier to drink. It's not quite as much of a knockout. You can you know, have it one or two and not feel too lethargic. So um, yeah. that's kind of my go my go to if I can find it. Um, as far as pumpkin beers go, yeah. Now, what do you think? I mean, uh, going up into getting into the after the holiday season or like the Halloween season. Getting to like the Thanksgiving and Christmas time, what 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 beers do you look at as being like the top in terms of like that winter winter beer? For and I just see I'm like a big chilly and cold and lighting the fire and having like a mm. hearty beer and stuff like that in the in the fall and winter. What do you what do you suggest for those people around kind of getting into that time of year? So yeah, kind of late fall early winter. I I usually go for kind of the bigger stouts. I'm, I'm just, uh, when, when it gets cold, I just want to drink something pretty dark. So I usually go mm-hmm. for kind of the, the Russian Imperial stouts of the world, um, kind of keeping in with a line of, of drinking with local and uh, with, with uh, readily available. I love uh, Victory Brewing. Um, their yeah. Storm King stout, I, I can't get enough of that. And their, mm-hmm. uh, I, I forget its availability, but Baltic Thunder is another just great beer. It's a big dark, it's actually a lager, but it, it's a, uh, got a nice big ABV and it, it, it's got a nice thick kind of feel to it. It's you know, definitely the kind of thing you can sit slowly by a fire. Um, I think of the other ones available. Um, yeah, well, there's also another, there's the, uh, the winter warmers of the world too, which I'm not as crazy about, but as far mm-hmm. as um, the kind of drinking in with the season, I know there's uh, the Trogues does their, uh, the Mad Elf that comes out around that time of year. It's a big, yeah. I think it's categorized as either an American strong ale or a barley wine. It's it's a big twelve percent beer, but it's much sought after and it's it's nice, another great kind of I like fireside sipper. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on the I, I know the Mad Elf. I remember I was uh I was at the liquor store last year and kinda of going through and you know, my wife's like I'm like, I'm gonna get get a six pack. She's like, All right, 
so I went and, and saw that they had Mad Elf and they were just putting it out. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. um, I, so I grabbed one and we, we were like, go up. My wife got a few bottles of wine and she's like, why is the bill like seventy five dollars? I was like, the, <laughs> the six pack was like 20 bucks. She's like, why did you get a 20 bucks six pack? I was like, you have to understand. It's pretty rare. So <laughs> that, she, she she was a fan. But we have uh, I know, you know, uh, we're pretty excited about the great pumpkin face off uh, coming up. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posting and, and see if, uh, see, and you know, if you brew a pumpkin beer and in the next, in the next few weeks and you want to, uh, you want to throw it in there you know, by all means, we were, we're, I told, we, we said this last year, if anyone home brewers out there would like to enter their beer into the contest as well, that we would be, we'd be glad to, uh, kind of get them out there. So. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. And, uh, talking a little beer we really really appreciate it yeah my pleasure thank you thanks chris that was chris that was chris o'keefe uh you know brewer does it does a great job has has some real good stuff out there pumpkin beers and uh kind of shedding some knowledge on what goes into the process especially from the home brewer and you know we talked to the guys from uh weyerbacher last year and uh and southern tier so it's nice to kind of like that home brewer it's like it's not your job. Like yeah. th- that's crazy. Like th- yeah. three weeks for me, I'd be like, right. "Oh my god!" Now, you know, as we're talking to Chris, you're kind of talking about the different seasons. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. But yeah, it, you mine used to. Look, well, like, I love Christmas. Before you had, before you had kids. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I love Christmas. But to me now, as I get a little bit older, uh huh, I love Thanksgiving. Oh, I do too. You know, it, it's just the whole thing, like the. You, oh, you smell the food cooking all day, uh-huh. uh, and especially it's got to be cold. I hate a hot, I hate a warm. Yeah, thing I can't deal with the warm. Like if it's cold, you, you know, you would probably have a corduroys and a turtleneck on. I know the way you dress. <laughs> um, Always the fashionista. That's it. But like you're sitting there, maybe you know, oh, maybe a beer. You okay? A little beer in your hand. It's cold. There's football on. You go eat dinner. You stuff your face for an hour, uh-huh. and you go back to the TV. You're watching football. I and mean, there's something about just Thanksgiving. It's a relaxing. Christmas, you know why? You know why I don't like. I, I love Christmas, and especially I have two young kids now. But the biggest thing about Christmas for us is you wake up, you open the presents, and, then, and you have family over. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to the in-laws, or we're going to the grandparents. We're going. The whole day is nothing but running around. You uh-huh. really have no time to just sit there. Like never are you home all day on Christmas and going. This is great, just relaxing. Like you're always up and running. The different places it's tough. Well, you got to go. You brought up a good point because it's more about the holiday. Like, and here's why I love Christmas. And like you said, you, you're a little kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two reasons. <laughs> so the re I love this time of year because it starts getting to September. How nice was it today? Oh, you yeah, walk outside. It's, it's cool. It's I, cool. I have jeans on for the first time this this season. Yeah. If you want to call these, I mean, stonewash, but albeit stonewash, but they're still jeans. Um, so, spe- yeah, go ahead. Speaking of Christmas, uh, it feels like Christmas morning right now. We have Don from Fairfax. Yeah, Don from Fairfax is joining us tonight. Elwood was joining us. We're like, it's, it's like, like old time. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a high school reunion. It's a reunion. Don, the fall is here. The fall is here. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I, I just wanted to call and make sure that uh, if you guys saw the Washington Redskins today. Don, you know what? I was going to ask you about that. Now what? Now what's going on? Now 
I asked my wife, who's an athletic trainer, I said, Rach, I said, how long are you out for a dislocated ankle? She said, I've never heard of a dislocated ankle. That's not good. Um, I have to assume he's out for at least four, a minimum four weeks, I would think. Yeah. Now, Kirk Cousins, now, Don, how early into the game did, did RG3 go out? I think it was the uh, in the second quarter. Okay, second quarter. So but, how many points did they have on the board when he went out, roughly? I mean, because they, uh, they scored 41. They had 14, I think, okay. at the time. So Kirk Cousins but, comes in, and I didn't see the game. It wasn't televised. Um, but it looked like Kirk Cousins came in and kind of lit the place up a little bit. Well, he did. And the it, the contrast with those two quarterbacks, it, it was mm-hmm. never more obvious than today. If RG3, he gets injured because yep. he's rolling out to the right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they started to close out on him, and he was off balance, and he he, he threw something down the field. I, I forget what, even if it was a completion or he just threw yeah. it away. But you could see he came down on his left ankle, and it rolled. Then he went down on his right ankle, and it rolled. And like you just have to wonder if if you have if you're prone to to leg injuries he, because mm-hmm. he has the knee injury. Yep. He's he makes a lot of money. He wants to continue playing, so slide. You know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But I and then Kirk I just Cousins think it's hard. I just think it's hard for these guys sometimes. They're they're so programmed to I can get an extra yard, I can get five more yards. Like to me, I, I feel like receivers. When you have a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's a who's a pocket quarterback, who's not looking to run, he's he's a statue. Um, I think receivers like that type of quarterback more because they know their guy isn't just going to look at one option and then just take off. Yeah, and the, and if if he's back in the pocket and then they're not open, they're going to come back because there's a chance that he's going to throw it to him. But I mean, RG3, just if if you're not open, I'm going. You take off, yeah. It was the same thing with Vic here for for a year. You know, if, yeah. if, if you're not open that first read, I'm I'm out. And 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 it's hard. I don't know. It's it's just. I feel like it's hard on receivers because they don't, they don't, they may not come back to the ball because they just think, you know what, this guy's taking off. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the guy one time Vic does stay in the pocket or RG three stays in the pocket, they're not coming back hard to the ball. They're like, what is he still doing in the pocket? He usually takes off by now. Well, I'm yeah, just, and I gotta say that God, obviously with the, the the numbers that Kirk Cousins, he was something like eleven for eleven before the right before the half ended, and then I think he yeah. he missed one, but I mean he was just on fire. And it was just a a total uh, um, difference between the styles of the quarterbacks, and then the numbers started rolling up. But then, on the other hand, Jacksonville was awful. I think at the end of the the first half, they hardly had any offense. It was three and out, Mm -hmm. and then on defense, they were either holding or pass interference or, or, or something. But Jacksonville was really bad. Yeah, Don, let, let's say this. Let's say for, let, let's say hypothetically, and I don't know. Let's say RG three is out for eight games, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. But let's say he's out for eight games. Let's say the Redskins go hypothetically six and two in those games. So no. now you're sitting. No, a hypothet- no. A hypothetical, Kev. No. So now you're sitting. At <laughs> sep- now you're sitting at seven and three. Okay, Kevin. Okay. Kevin's saying no because one of those games is going to be against the Eagles. Yeah. Right. But let's just say they go. Let's just say they go six and two, and Kirk Cousins plays really well, really, really well. What happens? Then you have a controversy. Comes, you have a legitimate yeah. controversy. Yeah, I, I mean, what happens if RG three comes back? I mean, do, do you do you maybe look at do the Rams want to offer a first round pick? I, I don't know. Now, like, that, that's what I was thinking. Could you could you imagine? I mean, remember when Stafford or uh, 
Not Stafford. Brad, when Bradford. When Bolger goes. Uh, Bradford. Yeah, Bradford. Bolger, Bolger Bradford, Stafford. You kind of remember what, all three names. You remember when Kurt Warner went down? <laughs> remember Jake Plummer was out? <laughs> yeah. So when Chris Everett went down, or Jim Everett went down, Jim Rome. Uh, the uh, So when, when, when uh, Bradford goes down, there was a lot of talk that Cousins was the guy who was going to call it. They were going to call in and replace I know Mark Sanchez's name was being thrown at. Now, looking as a Redskins fan, how happy are you that they didn't pull the trigger on that? Because that was very close from what we understand with Kirk Cousins yeah. going and being the next St. Louis uh, Rams quarterback. Just because I think they were kind of, you know, they, I don't, I think they're looking past Bradford now, and cu- they saw Cousins and said maybe this guy can be the guy. And now. You you throw away a season if that happens because who knows who's behind? I don't even know who I mean, the third string would have. Cousins came in and it's all relative. I think it's lucky for the Redskins that Cousins had those three bad games at the end of the season and his trade value went way down and they couldn't get anything for him because otherwise I, I don't know maybe, maybe they would have got somebody as a backup quarterback but compared to RG three I mean he 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 definitely did well today but I think you have to look at him over more than this game. I think you have to look at him over three or four games yeah. to see how he's going to do. It's funny with the the way the NFL works. I mean, today, I mean, last week Seattle was going undefeated and winning it. Sorry, that was from last that was from Mike's last joke. <laughs> um, it's it's funny how the NFL works. Last week Seattle was going 16 and 0 and going to just roll right to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Today they lose and now all of a sudden Seattle's not any good. Last week New England loses to Miami. New England stinks. This week they put up 30, they win and they went. I I just feel like it's such a reactionary week to week when it comes to the NFL. I mean, hey, yeah, Eagles, you just don't know. New Orleans lost. New Orleans is 0 and 2. Um, That's insane, the by pa- the way. The New Orleans is only two, yeah. yeah. Which works out well for Eagles. With the teams fans. they've played, too. But Minnesota, worked, yeah. But works out well. They didn't play Minnesota. They, they played, played Atlanta, right? And today did they play they, Minnesota last. Uh, no, they played Atlanta last week. And today did they play they Minnesota today? Cleveland, right? Was that Cleveland? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, the Browns Min- won. Min- Min- I, yeah, Min- yeah, Minnesota yeah. played New England. Oh, that's and, right. And, anyway, though, um, it's just funny how week to week everyone just says, you know what, this team's great. The reality of it is it's only week two, and the other reality of it is it's not like the 90s when you knew if the Cowboys were playing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no dominant, dominant no. teams. Uh, aside no. from Seattle, which today they didn't look that dominant. But I just feel like anybody – Denver, it, it, maybe? Yeah, like if, but if you're not playing well on a certain day, you're going to lose. Right. I now, I, I, what do you think of next or tomorrow night, uh, Eagles and the Colts? I, I'm a little bit nervous because the Colts are coming off a loss. The Eagles are going there. Um, but I think the Eagles skill, like I think Sproles and McCoy can have big games in a dome on the turf. It's a little bit faster. I, 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 I have no idea. I mean, the Eagles look, if the Eagles played like they did in the first half tomorrow night, like they did last week, uh-huh. it's they're going to get blown out. Yeah. But my other, my other feeling is also that the Colts are an average team with a very good quarterback. They're not that good. They just have a really good quarterback. And I feel yeah. the same with the Packers. The Packers are average with a real good quarterback. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, the, good thing, I, the good thing for, for you guys is if, if the Eagles lose, then you don't have to prepare for the show next week because Elwood will take the whole hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me just, Don, Don, I have news for you. We don't prepare for the show now. <laughs> it will be a win-win. <laughs> Well, Don, okay, thank you so much. I have a tip. I'm not a big. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead. 
pumpkin pumpkin beer fan, but yeah. the Post Road by Brooklyn Brewing Company. Got some, okay. and I liked it. All right. It's, now, it's a recommendation. Now, Don, we got uh, we we may have a uh, we may have a, a switch in the Great Pumpkin Face Off where the October tenth date might be might be uh, out. So we might a be wedding going. popped up a year uh, six months ago. That uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, and it's it's one of those things where if I'm going to a wedding, I don't know when I'm going. No My idea. wife tells I, me. Guess what, Kev? It's the 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 stage. I don't know when up. mine was. <laughs> the save the date has been on my refrigerator for about six months. So, and so every and day you're like, going. last night Rachel goes, yeah, like uh, for, so for Owen's wedding in October, uh, it's a Friday night wedding. I go, uh oh, I have a one and four here. I said, what day is this shit? October 10th. I'm like, oh boy. Well, it's so, great that the reception can be the big pumpkin beer drink off. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> just bring them over. So we're thinking October 3rd or October 17th now. Uh, we're we're checking in with the restaurant right now to to double check with, which of those dates works. Uh, so, yeah, we told people to put it on their calendar. Now uh, we'll tell you to uh, erase put that. Put it on the calendar. <laughs> put another <laughs> date on the calendar. So we'll have that information for you th- soon. Uh, Don, you're the best. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. All right, bye. So great show show for you tonight. I obviously it's nine o'clock. I, it, time like flies by when when you're we're we're on we're we're on. So uh, really flew by tonight. Show brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight. Integrated plane, Renee Shell. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven. And finally, Cross River Realty, specializing in off-campus housing at Temple University. They are also a full-service real estate company in Philadelphia. Check them out at CrossRiverRealty.com, 267-460-5737. Mike and I will be back next week. Again, great pumpkin face-off. October, just save, erase everything on October 3rd and October 17th. Keep up. Keep October 1st to October 31st open. Just do not do plan anything for October. <laughs> Mike already did six months ago, and look, look where it, look, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble I got him into. So we'd like to thank you all for listening tonight. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday night, uh, talk a little sports, talk a little bit of uh, man stuff, guy stuff, and uh, great pumpkin face-off coming up. We're looking forward to it. We'll see you guys next week. Until then. <laughs>